Uh, yeah, to the left, go down. I'm, hope, I'm not hoping, this is the whole seat assignment, is offering the information, hopefully to what you are, about what you're not, instead of talking to what you're not about what you are. <laughs> Just basically, we're attempting to talk, let's say, to the spirit about you, instead of you about spirit. I just don't see it goes anywhere, to tell you the truth. So, drug addiction, I took it as far as you can go, really. Shooting coke in the neck, doing tons of shit, overdosing so many times, purposely. Uh, so, I feel like, I, on that one level, and I can, I can apply it to spiritual addiction, everything else, that you can't escape from an imaginary place. So you can't escape from the system as a product of the system. Like Einstein said, you can't look for a solution to the problem from the problem. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It's just fundamentally, it's, a, it's untenable. It doesn't work. So, uh, <laughs> in recovery what happened, I got struck sober basically. All the little subtle clues that something's amiss, I wasn't picking up. So then they got more severe, like getting run over twice by the same car in one night. That was a pretty severe message. <laughs> Tons of other things, and it seemed like I was never gonna get it. I spent two years in a program here in San Francisco called Delancey Street. I spent three months in a program in the Bronx, Project Return which I never returned to, thank God. And so I spent 10 months in a hospital bed. I spent a lot of, lot of time as, as the consequence of using and drinking, yeah? You would think that it would have been sufficient enough to convince me, but it wasn't. So basically, like March 21st, I'm gonna do a recovery thing today, see? Yeah, just to get so across. Mm -hmm. So March 21st, 1988, that doesn't mean anything really. It means something because that was the last time I drank or used, yeah. So, and I had no intention of not using or drinking. It was sort of forced upon me in a certain way. So I was at a regular day at the office. I had reached that point where some of us who use and drink reach, which is I had no money, basically. And so at that point, I had to convince other people to do what I wanted to do, and I wasn't being that successful at that. So I was a very angry alcoholic and addict. It's like unbelievable to have $35,000 worth of Coke and then having this ground up to get a quarter gram. Yeah, where maybe you get, and usually it's half shit, so you get one shot out of it. It's fucking, un it's like hell to have that much and then not have any. It's just exquisite hell, really, as it got rabid. So I ended up, I went out St. Patrick's Day here in the city. I lost the car, March 18th. March 19th, I don't know what happened. March 20th, I don't really know what happened. I think March 20th, I came to in Calistoga. And you know, like, I don't know if you've ever had blackouts, but a blackout is something where I have a lot of opinions about blackout, but you're not there seemingly, and then you parachute into a situation, a moment, you come to, and you're trying, it's like behind enemy lines, you're trying to figure, does anyone know I haven't been here for whenever, because now Paul's back, and you're trying to assess the situation. 
quickly if there's any threat, you know. So I was, did this, and I was sitting across a guy in this little trailer park next to the hang gliding airport in Calistoga. No idea where I was, uh, and I didn't know this guy. He had a big head and a bulbous nose and varicose veins all over his face. And I said to my, came to the conclusion, this guy's a bum, you know. It just seemed obvious. But he was looking at me like I was a bum, so to speak. And that's when something hit, you know. Something uh, bypassed the head and went to what we call the innermost in recovery. And the innermost isn't in the thought system, that's for sure. I don't know where it is, but I know where it ain't, and it's not up in the brain. So something came in, and uh, it was like a CNN news flash, just a headline, no story, and it was, I'm fucked. Yeah? Now, I've been fucked for quite a while, but it was sort of news to me, really. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing that came up on the little was, I'm not managerial quality. So I've got the whole first step of recovery downloaded, yeah? Which is your palace over alcohol and your life has become unmanageable. Now, why my life was unmanageable was why I, because I was trying to manage it, really. That was the dilemma and I have no power. I didn't understand that, but I had the beginning. Yeah, so it downloaded, and I've been clean and sober ever since, almost 32 years. With no thought, I've never had a thought or a strong feeling to get loaded again, ever. And I had no intention, and see that whack probably would have dissipated in a day or two, but life conspired to have me taken to a meeting that night in part of a deal, which was the lady who came to save me once again, made a deal with me. She said, you've got to go to a recovery meeting uh, or you can't stay at my house. And I wanted a place to stay, so I said, all right. So she brought me to my first meeting, a men's meeting, and I've come ever since. So AA, this way of life called recovery, was the way that sobriety could uh, extend, you know what I mean, or express. In other words, I needed a way of life to keep the traction going. Without the way of life, I probably would have dissipated maybe the next weekend, and I probably would have gone, got loaded again. So it was so beautiful, whack, got what I needed, yeah? A rude awakening, and then the way of life. Just like that, package deal, unbelievable, like Expedia, you know, hotel, car, phone, bing. Just whip, I'm, I'm in recovery <laughs> for 31 years now. So, it's, and recovery is for what I'm not, it's for the action figure. The action figure in my case needed to be corrected because I was going to jail every week. You know, I, I was having heavy duty consequences and I was my own worst enemy, really. And so I had to have interventions basically every week. I was starting at the end going to jail. Uh, especially if I got loaded like early afternoon, I'd be in jail by five, especially if I was out in public. Because I had, a, when I drank or used, I had a magnetic appeal to people in uniform. I put out a fucking beacon where shit would happen. I mean, it would just be unbelievable how I would attract uniform personnel. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and what I do know now, because there's this powerful force that comes through this, and it's best to be well-directed. If it's directed by the insanity of the parasite of alcoholism, I'm going to have fucking shit happen, and I have. 
Very few people get run over twice by the same car on the same night. It's very difficult to pull off. You'd have to have someone who really hated you or a fucking divine choreographer, which was the latter, divine choreographer. So, uh, so what happened? Uh, my belief is you know about the problem from the solution. So when you get relief, you get reverse engineering information and it, something tells you why the relief didn't seem to be available. Yeah? So all the things that you hear in recovery become totally verified or authenticated from your own observation. But you're observing it from the solution now. You've gotten a relief. And so now you know why it wasn't available. And then more gets revealed over time. And then if you have a seat assignment, which I have, which is to share, you get information beyond uh, what you need because you're going to put out a message with the hopes that, uh, you know, I see this as being served a spiritual subpoena. Yeah? I'm, something's going to come, not from me, but through me, to that which you are. It's going to serve it. It's going to tell it. It's going to inform it. It's going to give it a possibility. It may not be that which it's been taking itself to be. And when you see the real root of the dilemma is being identified as what you're not, tell you the truth. Yeah. So most of us are living from what we're not. For what 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 we're not, as what we're not. And so the freedom is from self. It's the freedom isn't for self, yeah? The freedom isn't by self or as self, it's from it. Yeah. You lose interest in self. You don't lose interest in what you are, and you lose interest in what you're not. And by losing in interest in what you're not, you gain interest in others, and others could be a lot of things. You could be included in others. Because from self, from the self point of view, the spirit that you are is other. It is. This is taken to be you. To the point where you, as this, are trying to become spiritual. It's fucking pointless. You can't become what you already are. Yeah? You can't become spirit. You already are spirit. We don't see that when we see from here. We take ourselves to be a body and a brain, and we figure, hey, this is the last house on the, on the left. I gotta get spirituality. Nothing else has worked. So we're trying to, we're trying to, it's like water and oil. It just doesn't go. Yeah, this doesn't get spiritual. <laughs> this may get balanced. It may get a. <laughs> it may. Feel, <laughs> it may have a sense of enough, which chills it out. Yeah, those. These. That's. It's. Those are possible. You can have an emotional sense of okayness, a sense of well-being. These are able to be expressed and achieved by this. But it can't become spiritual. That's not its job. Yeah? Its job is to be exactly what it is, which is an action figure. Yeah? So it's having experiences and shit like that. That's its job. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so that statement, self can't get out of self, which to me is a banner in recovery is the perfect description of what most of us are trying to do. We're taking ourselves to be self, which is, and how, what is, what do I, what am I inferring when I call self? When I call self, I'm inferring being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, yeah? 
all those things, all those attributions, and then when they're collected, they're assumed to be from the, or as the body, yeah? So we become identified as the body, not by the body, but by being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, even to the point that consciousness, right, seeing right now, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching right now, the five gates of experience, yeah? The mental state has arisen and claimed them to imply seeing implies a seer. Hearing implies a hearer. Feeling implies a feeler. So now you see tons of shit, but all that you see implies a seer. You see how it reinforces itself? It claims to be the seer, so every time they're seeing, it's using the seeing, which is happening, to infer what's not happening, which is the seer. Yeah? So now we're living in, a, in an interpretation of seer-seen, which non-duality negates. That's the, the message we speak of in other occasions. Not recovery, but non-duality. Non-duality is a negation of just that. Yeah? Non-duality is a negation of subject-object. Seer-seen is subject-object. Non-duality is not two. There is no subject-object. All there is is verbing. All there is is happening, yeah? So no matter how many glasses of water that you got from the Colorado River on your mantelpiece, they can't capture the essence of the Colorado River, which is rivering, yeah? <laughs> They're just water. They're just glasses of water you think you got from the Colorado River, but the rivering is not there. That's the essence. The essence of spirit is present tense. Yes? It's not, I'm gonna be on, I will be on, it's on. <laughs> it, but it isn't this or that, it isn't. Yeah. So the mental state will say you're disconnected, and then if you do what it thinks would cause a connection, it'll say you're connected very, very, for a short period of time, mostly to be living from, I'm disconnected, it's all, fucking propaganda. It all's propaganda. What you are can't be displaced. <laughs> the most heinous thing you ever did didn't take a pound of spirit out of spirit. It didn't. Spirit is just pristinely empty as always. <laughs> no matter how much you extract from emptiness, it's still empty. No matter how much you put into emptiness, it's still empty. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. What's seeing, what's hearing, what's feeling, what's tasting, what's touching is not a seer, a hearer, a feeler, a taster, and a touching. Toucher. It's all verbing, yeah. You are consciousness, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't conscious, you won't be conscious, you are consciousness. That's how it goes. Yeah. Now if that becomes a new possibility, what does it do? Well, you find out. Yeah. Most see if you, I'll tell you, I'll just give you the diagram of how the mental state does it. Yeah, when you were a baby, there was no sense of other. Yeah, there was no sense of you. Yeah, you were just consciousness flailing around, and then the, the body activity was trying to occur, and then the brain developed, yes, and the brain developed a system called self-centeredness. So self is the center of the system, yeah? So the brain always interprets to the body of which it is a part. So now we start, instead of when I was young, 
life was happening, when you hit about four or five, you're starting to get an interpretation that life's happening to you, which is self-centeredness, yeah? See, this is what it is. Self-centeredness is you see everything as how it pertains to you. That's self-centeredness. And the thing is, you're seeing everything how it pertains to you, and the you is not what you are. So you're, you don't need to know how fucked up it is at the 80th step. Just the beginning is where it all is, yeah? We're living an interpretation that causes a sense of lack that the head is more than happy to tell you how to fill up. Yeah. And yet, the more and more you try to fill it up, the more empty it seems to get. There's a great description in Tibetan Buddhism where they have this creature, they call it the hungry ghost, this creature with a huge, huge belly but a very small mouth. So it can never get enough. Yes, this is it. This is what the world is like. Every time I shut up, did cocaine ever bring me to a stabilized state of satisfaction? No. I never hit a point where, thank you, Sri Cocaine. That's it. I'm going to give all my coke away. I've reached the stabilization of cocaine. No. Addiction never brings satiation. Yeah? It brings a, a temporary and then more. <clears throat> yeah? You remember it? You start shooting coke. It'd be like an interval, like the first shot, maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes to the next <clears> shot. That would go down. It'd be then 12 minutes, then 10 minutes, then eight, then five minutes, and that you were just like shooting up a lot. Yeah? There was no, just the rush, then the fucking hunger after the rush, boom. Try to feed that rush. So you're trying to feed something that can never be full. Yeah? So it's a slavery, really. It's a slavery. You become enslaved to it. Yeah. So, I, there was a, in recovery, I'm going to speak from there, because you'll translate it to your friends. <laughs> in recovery, on page 64, it's right before we go into a very important uh, action step in AA, the fourth step, which is inventory process. So, someone who comes into the program, is it's suggested to them that they should take an inventory. And one of the aspects you can look at the inventory is how self has defeated us, yeah? How self has defeated us. Not how us defeated us, how self defeated us, yeah? And so, before we go into this process, there's a statement, it says, uh, being convinced, which is beautiful. It says this a lot in the program, especially the first few steps. It's always the requirement of the step is being convinced. So they're going to present something like, you know, any life run on self-will is not going to be successful. There's got to be a convincing of that from the patient, or he's, it's going to keep fucking shucking and jiving, you know? <laughs> it has to realize on some level that the system has failed, yeah? That you're not pulling it off. It's like, to me, the root awakening. You see the futility of this, yeah? Yeah. So... It says, being convinced, which is a present tense state, yeah? I'm in the present tense state of being convinced. That's what happened with that download. I got download that I'm not managerial quality, and it never comes up for review for 30, or a debate. It's like, okay, it's been seven years now. Let's, re, let's <laughs> return to no, 
it's just flat out been a fact. And I'll tell you, from that being a fact, it's, it's just allowed a lot of traveling lighter, really. I have no illusions I'm going to pull it off, which is fantastic. Because in that admittance of powerlessness, you have power. Yeah, that's how you have power, is by the admittance of powerlessness. Do you want to do a daily admittance of powerlessness? Give me a break. Just be clear. Surrendered. Yeah? You're not fucking transactional dealing anymore. You just realize this is a failed system. What can it show you? It's a failed system. Has it showed you enough? Yes. I don't need that many more <laughs> examples. It's a failed system. Yeah. So being convinced that's self. Yeah, this vague idea, and I'm going to give you what I feel that idea is, is the idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler. Yeah? That sense of ownership. And if you listen to the head all day in the English language, you'll see that it's constantly implying you have a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Yeah? Like uh, years ago, five years ago, I'm at the ocean beach, boogie boarding, and then uh, my knee went out. And I had, you know, had it's created a whole episode and what this, but my, my uh, short way of sharing with people is I hurt my knee, you know, I was in the ocean beach, I hurt my knee. It sounded like I went out there with a hammer and fucking hit my knee. I didn't hurt my knee. The knee went out and I observed that basically. I had no idea it was going to happen. It just went out and I observed it. But the language, it sort of sounds like I, Paul, hurt my knee. Yes, doesn't it? You're listening to this lazily all day. All day it's talking as if you're the doer, the thinker, the feeler. What do you think you're going to feel like? Every time a feeling is noted, you're going to feel like the feeler. This is the bondage of self. It's an activity. You aren't bonded to anything. It's an activity. There's the bondage of self. There is. You were never bound to self. There's the bondage of self. It's different, yeah? You're not bound to anything. You believe you're bound to something. Yeah? It's appearing to you that it's true. It's not true. Just like in, the, in one of the, the uh, pre uh, beginnings of the uh, big book, it says, we are 100 men and women who have recovered yeah, from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. That's exactly this whole world. Yeah? Everything is appearing seemingly to be true or seemingly to be false. Yeah? We're what's giving everything all the meaning it has. We're you know? So, all right, so being convinced that self manifested in various ways. And AA is only going to look at some of the common manifestations, which are resentments, fears, harm done to others in the pursuit of what you want. So we look at the sexual arena. It's a pretty good... Petri dish to check out. Yeah. So being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So in this view, there's something called self and then there's us. Yeah. And self, self doesn't defeat us. It defeats us through its manifestations. Yeah. That's the truth. So self is just there. It doesn't have the ability to defeat us unless we believe we're self. Then suddenly, self's manifestations defeat us. Yeah. So, all right, if we're clear about that, that first, so let's say if Stanley was manifesting through Paul, 
And every time Paul noticed one of Stanley manifestations, it called it Paul's, I would be in the act of being identified as Stanley. Yeah? I'm mistaking Stanley's manifestations as mine. I'm owning them, so to speak. I'm not, but something is, yeah? Yeah, you see it? So this is the bondage of self. So self is manifesting through us, but when we notice it, and that's what we're trying not to do, we're trying to stay as loaded as possible not to notice it, but it still happens, yeah? We notice it, we notice it so well, we want to avoid it at all costs, we call them ours, yeah? Yes? So we're calling the manifestations of self in our life ours. You don't need to go to page 812 <laughs> to see that. Let that land. Is it true or not? Am I, or whatever you want to call this, at this moment, are things moving through me that I have really nothing to do with, yet I believe I have everything to do with it? Yeah? Why would you want to go to uh, the 58 facet of the problem? You just saw the root of it, yeah? <laughs> the root of it is we're calling the disease or the parasite, I like to call it. The, uh, we're calling the parasite's manifestations our manifestations. That's the, the, we're in the act of bonding, the bondage of self. It's because we're now, the bondage of Stanley is I'm calling Stanley's manifestations mine. So I'm in the bondage of Stanley. I'm bound to Stanley by the claiming of Stanley's manifestations. So I'm bound to self by the claiming of its manifestations as mine. I mean, don't you see? It's like having, you know, being able to jump five feet and then you have 50 pounds of lead weight, you're just gonna jump six inches. This is like what it's like. If you try to get, if you try to practice a solution as the problem, the limitation of the problem is gonna make it a very low ceiling when it comes to the solution, yeah? It just is. So, all right, being convinced that self manifests in various ways, why does the feed of us? We're gonna now look at its, its, meaning self's common manifestations. Resentment is the number one offender. So, resentment, they're not your resentments. They're resentments, yeah? See, the, you being the big doer, think you have resentment, but in fact, the resentment has you. <laughs> Let's put the horse in front of the car. The resentment has you. You don't have a resentment. When, you're, when a resentment has you, your narration would be, I have a resentment. That's the bondage of self. <laughs> and how do you know that? You're calling them mine. These are my resentments. They're not your resentments. They're manifestations of self in one's life. Where does it say they're yours? It says they're, they, it says they're manifestations of self in one's life. So if you keep calling them yours, you must be identified as self. Therefore, you may be in the dilemma of trying to get out of self as self. There you go. <laughs> The knot doesn't get untied 30 steps that way. It's untied before the knot. Yeah. You're free it's inherently before all the shenanigans. 
after the shenanigans, you have a huge urge to be free all day, which causes a stronger bondage in a way. Yeah. But before, you're free already. Because why? You're not self. You're not the producer of the manifestations that are destroy or defeating you. You're not. So there's a huge difference to our resentment and my resentment. <laughs> my resentment has maybe a 40-year fucking life expectancy. A resentment maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> you can, when it's called yours, you may be giving it mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation fucking forever. Because it's you now used to excuse a lot of shit that your head has you unexcused about. Your head is playing God all fucking day. The head is playing God all day. It says it right there. Before we get to that, or I think, yeah, before that it says, first, you got to quit playing God. Try that. How? So let's say your head's playing God right now. All right, so it's the one that thinks it's hearing this message. You got to quit playing God. So that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. Isn't that playing God? You can't get out of it. Once you're in, you're in. <laughs> See, I'm saying there was never once you're in. You're before it. As spirit, definitely. Yeah? And I do not, all right, I don't believe spiritual, spirit has malady. There's no spiritual malady. Spirit does not have a malady. Yeah, there's no thing to have a malady. It's just, you know, and... The idea that we manufacture our own misery, I don't believe that either. I believe we've been taken over, so the facilities that we are has been taken over and is being used to manufacture misery by the disease of alcoholism. That's what it does, yeah? The parasite has taken over the factory and it's using the factory that could produce serenity, it could produce compassion, it can produce service to produce misery, yeah? Yet every time it comes off the fucking conveyor belt, it says made in Paul. So you think it's, a, it's yours. It's not yours. We're all suffering from the same situation. Yeah? It says self has defeated us. It did, we're the us. Yeah? So we're like a fleet of cars, and one fucking driver's taking us over. And if you don't believe that, look at where a lot of us end up parking. Institution, jails, and death. Thousands of different... We leave from thousands of different places, ethnicities, intelligences, fucking job position, but we tend to always end up in the three same places, institution, jails, and death. There's one driver. <laughs> you think you're driving, but it's a computer chip. <laughs> you're like, you're thinking you're turning and stuff. No. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so simple, just see it, it's all there, you don't need any more evidence, you don't, you don't need any more evidence, it's always, it's all piled up already, there's just a fucking willful arrogance about it, because we're relying on self to get out of self, and it's not going to. Self will just go ram in, pull back, ram in, 
pull back, ram in, and maybe it will just change vehicles, but the same thing, ram in. It will just keep trying to get out of itself as self, with spirituality, with recovery, with drug use, with sex, with money, whatever you want to call it. Basically, it has a huge drive to get out of the discomfort that it is the source of, the cause of, as the cause of it. Yeah? We, I see that these talks, on another level, when it's not recovery, this group would be called a satsang, and in that world, awakening is very important, and enlightenment is incredibly, has a lot of meaning. So, enlightenment in one definition means the cessation of all suffering, cessation, all of it ends, yeah? Pretty cool. Yet, people come to the talks, and they use the word enlightenment to produce suffering. I should be enlightened by now. Why is he enlightened? You know, it's like it's just—it's like I used to say: you could drop an alcoholic in heaven, it'd be hell in a day. <laughs> the head is just, yeah. This isn't going to become a service animal. It's not. It's not going to be a pet. It's not going to go along with you. It has a parasitical nature. It wants to live, and you are its vehicle. It does. It wants to see through your eyes the way it wants to see. Yeah? It wants to see threats and fucking this and being right and that and them wrong and separation and judging and putting everything da da da. It, that's what it likes. Yeah? And it's using our facility to produce its goods and then we get stuck with all the returns <laughs> and all the warranties. <laughs> and all the warrants. <laughs> you end up in jail. <laughs> so, so here, thinking. Let's just use thinking. Yeah? First of all, do you, you can't even believe you're doing it, right? <laughs> I mean, how do you do thinking? Yeah, so it's not like you're on the third stage of thinking. <laughs> He's on the first... This is thinking is you're noticing information, yes? Somehow, information, energy has been translated into information. So there's a noticing of thoughts, let's say, yeah? They bring, they bring information, yeah? Now, a lot of what the thoughts bring, it, what packs up the thought is my, yeah? The difference between a thought and my thought is unbelievable. So let's say we put money here and relationships and health. And so everyone has, you know, would trigger a, a response, yeah? I'm feeling pretty good. I don't have any money, whatever. Yeah, my relationship sucks, whatever. All right, I'm gonna change the, these three words completely and I'm not gonna change any letters. My money, my health my relationships. So I could be sitting here thinking, I love you, all of you, to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. You see the difference? The my puts? Oh yeah, I'd love you all to have a lot of money, but none of my fucking money. And listen to people who share at meetings. Oh, all the money doesn't mean anything. I don't see them fucking kicking down any of it. Yeah? They're like, oh, none of the four houses. All right, give us one of the houses. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's easy to say. But the my, so resentment, my resentment, usually different. We fear, my fear, usually different. Now, you may not be able to control everything where no fear gets provoked. 
or anxiety. Or much better, more practical, is see how much is added to the fear by the mind. And most fear isn't fear, it's anxiety, really. And most of the anxiety is being produced out of what's not happening, yeah, in time. So most people who are fucked up right now, it isn't about what right now, it's about last week and next week, yes? The addiction is of time. The, the God, that which is playing God is a time God. It plays God in the past and the future, and it affects us now, yeah? Yeah, so... Fear, my fear, is totally different, completely different, yeah. Just see it. Fear, my fear. This can give it fucking 30 years of life. Yeah, really. I've had, you know, resentments, some people have had resentments for 40 years and they actually never even happened. But their whole life is really based on this idea that I got fucked when I was a kid and now that's why I can't have all this stuff, yeah. There's, the system has so much invested in that resentment, it ain't gonna fucking let it go. It's like the fucking golden calf to it. It's milking it all day, yeah? But a resentment, is, it's, its nature is to come and go. It's a blip, just like thoughts are, yeah? It can come and go. This whole thing as an action figure is to travel later, and I'm telling you, I've been, I have had the, ex, the event for many, many years now of traveling lighter. How can I say that? Because I can compare it to a lot of years where I wasn't traveling lighter. Yeah? That's the only way I can get a hit that this is traveling lighter because I have a story that wasn't traveling lighter. But this traveling lighter has stabilized because it's not based on circumstances and situations. It's based on what I am which is always available at all times. So if I want to influence what's going on, I would like to have that which influences what's going on to be always available at all fucking times, yeah? No matter how large or small that which is fucking with me is, the same principle applies. I can outshine it. I am the light. I am the light, yes? Yeah. Not as this, but as what I am. When this tries to be the light, it's more of this, yeah? I can go in, I, we're just gonna start 101 today, but I could go in on all the pitfalls of you trying to proclaim that you're the light. It doesn't go anywhere. Just see what you're not, and you'll find out what you are, yeah? When you're not this, 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 you'll find out what you are, yeah? <laughs> By finding out what you're not. So I'll hope direction of speaking, even in AA, is to speak about what we're not. When the inventory, I want to see how, how self defeated me, yeah? Because self is a foreign agent. If I can recognize its fucking manifestations, yeah, I may be able to see the cause, and if the cause is really uncaused, in other words, it has to have my belief in it, that could be extracted, yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so there's a statement. I'm going to go on to this. In uh, the third step, it says we're going to have a new employer. 
yeah, being all-powerful. So what is an employer? Someone who employs you, yeah? It uses you, yes? And you're the employee, so you're the used, and then there's the employer that's using you, yeah? So if there was a new employer, it's implying there was an old employer. So let's say the old employer is the alcoholism, or the parasite, or the addictive thing, or the self, let's say, yeah? So the old employer, being having no power, <laughs> never took care of you. So basically it's an opposite. It's saying a new employer being all-powerful. So the old, old employer wasn't all-powerful, yeah? It was playing to be powerful, but it didn't have the power. So a new employer being all-powerful, it's going to take care of us. That's what everyone wants here, doesn't they? They want a security that they'll be okay, yeah? It's usually not even sufficient that they are okay because we live in this seemingly in time, so we're really afraid we won't be okay. Yeah. So this is saying this new employer, being all-powerful, is going to take care of us. Yeah. And there's only two requirements. Staying close to it, which you can't be far from everywhere. So if you remember when I grew up as a Catholic, they used to say the three attributes of God was omnipresent, omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, and, uh, and uh, what omnipresent meaning everywhere, yeah? So basically the first requirement's fulfilled. You can't be far from everywhere. So, and it says the performance works well. So what? To be of use. And that's what, what is an employee but to be of use? But how it's used is based on the employer, yeah? The employee is like the vehicle of the use or the expression of the use. It's not the cause. The cause of the use is the employer. So your boss is going to tell you what to do. He's going to give you that chore, that task, and then, yes? So you're, so living under the old slavery, the new boss is going to, it wants to use you to do what? To appear to be of maximum use to you and others. Wow. It's much different than the other thing. The other thing wanted to be right and special, everything like this. This is, I'm going to be used to be a maximum use to myself and others. Fucking far out, yeah. <laughs> I much, I like the principle. I like the, I like the, uh, the employer's view much better than the previous employer's view, which I've had plenty of it already. So hey, we have a new employer, being all powerful. It's going to take care of us. If we perform, it works well and stay close to it. So you're done. Yeah? So act like it. Act like you're taken care of. What happens? Maybe instead of waiting for the stair before you step out to be guaranteed, you'll step out and the stair will appear. Maybe you'll take some quote-unquote chances to come out of the box and you'll see it fucking works, yeah? And you'll perhaps there'll be a better way. What is that way? Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. How are we trusting finite self? The, the, the devotion to the thought system, yeah? So it says perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite than that, that's all. And the program of AA is going to assist you to leave the failed system and move to the working system. And as it does, there'll be demonstrations of its working fucking honor them, yeah? Because the head will keep 
The head confronted with a miracle, forget it in an hour, yet it will, re it will remember resentment for 40 years. You can't trust this thing. This thing cannot be convinced. It's two-faced, yeah? It can be thoroughly convinced and unconvinced like that. You have to hear it somewhere else, yeah? You honor it from somewhere else, and you see that something is working for you, yeah? I have people who have 30 years and they're still fucking scared shit. Something we should have, we could outgrow that. It doesn't have to be a constant vigilant battle against the, the manifestations of self. Take away the Petri dish that all that shit grows out of and it won't fucking grow. Get to the exact nature of the wrong. Get to the exact, the cause, the true causes and conditions. When those get changed, you'll see what happens. It's just like the, like the story of the rose bush. The rose bush hasn't bloomed in years, and it's surrounded by blooming rose bushes, and it has self-centeredness, and it's blaming itself. It's blaming its mother rose bush and its father rose bush. They didn't send me to the right fucking nursery or whatever, this and that. And yet, you know, I'm bitching, and then suddenly there's a solution. You take, it's, it's in a very small pot, got terrible soil, gets no light, no water. Just put it in a bigger pot, soil, water, light, it fucking blooms, yeah? It's like a pH. You know what pH is of the body? The pH of, of the body, if it's acid, let's say, shit grows in that. So the parasite likes your condition to be fucking terror-stricken, yes? It feeds off of there, it grows from there. AA is just changing the pH. It's allowing the pH of the body, and what used to be hospitable to the parasite becomes hostile to the parasite, yeah? You don't become something that it's attracted to because it can't gain much traction anymore because a higher power has been introduced, and the only thing a lower power respects is a higher power, yeah? The, the parasite, when it's alone with you, will play the role of the big dog, but when you introduce a really big dog, it rolls over it like a little dog. Yeah. He's had tons of years sober. I've had tons of years sober. There is a solution. Yeah. So to me, AA led me to this idea of self, and then non-duality explained to me, it to me before self, really. I thought I heard the explanation after self, but it told me the real explanation is from before self, and there is no fact in self. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. You are spirit, you're always going to be spirit. You know how much you as an action figure is going to appear? Maybe 90 years. It's nothing. Yeah, and here, all right, so when you're dreaming, let's say you were dreaming last night, and you're dreaming of having one sip of a Slurpee. That was the dream, yeah, for every five seconds. The next night, you have a dream of 300 years. You're a fucking emperor, of course. You're never a fucking dog catcher. You're always Cleopatra or someone, fucking Alexander the Great. 300 years, right? How long did it take to wake up from both of those dreams? Yeah, time doesn't matter. Yeah, time matters in the dream. It doesn't matter outside the dream. Yeah? It doesn't take you three months to wake up a th from a 300-year-old dream. 
takes you exact, exact amount of time it took to wake up from a five-second dream. In the dream, time is very, very potent. Outside the dream, it's not. Yeah, why not? You're not of the dream. You're not of time. There's a quality that we all share, which is a timeless quality. It doesn't erode over time. It doesn't decrease. It doesn't be, it's not added on to. Yeah, it doesn't have an expiration date. It's always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary to meet it because we are it, yeah? So the way of life of AA will take care of the action figure. It will correct what needs to be corrected. The action figure, don't see it as a chariot of the gods. It's like a Toyota, yeah? You get it on the road, it's running well, the heat works, you don't have to fucking polish it all day. It's gonna end, <laughs> it's 80 years, yeah? Why waste so much time? Let it have the maintenance and the correction it needs, and then it's just free. It lives by principles, it's not stealing shit, not planning any robberies or anything. It doesn't need much observation. And then you can just entertain the word serenity and no peace and shit. Yeah. So any questions? And if you feel an aha, and then you think it gets overwhelmed in a couple of hours, it doesn't, yeah? The message got through to what I wanted it to get through to, and that never forgets, never. It just, it'll just play itself out here, and shit will happen, and then you'll observe over time you're traveling lighter, yeah? And you'll realize you're of service because you're always present. And if you're always present, you're always available. And if you're available, you're of service. You will be used for sure. So. so maybe we'll pass the basket. Yes. This is when I really want to uh, to announce this isn't an AA meeting when it comes to the basket. <laughs> Almost killed my career speaking in AA for a dollar. <laughs> and you don't have to give anything any either, does it? It's all right. They're taking care of. <laughs> And if you're interested, I have a book on, uh, on the 12 steps with this view in the car. And then I have more non-duality books in the car. So they're 15 bucks. Everything is $15. Uh, yes, uh, we're going to be in Australia in February. We'll post it soon. February 5th in Melbourne, and the ninth or something. Yeah. Yeah. 